Welcome to our podcast. The following episode originally aired as a video. You can find all our video episodes at www.thebreakthroughshow.com. Life gives us moments when we have the opportunity to make a choice. And what we choose has the potential to change our lives forever. Join us now for another inspired episode of The Breakthrough. And now, please welcome the creator and host of the show, Jessica Dugas. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Breakthrough Show. It is the online talk show helping you change the way you look at and live your life. My name is Jessica Dugas, and I am the creator, producer, and host of this show, and I am so excited to be here with you for the season four finale of the show. We have an incredible show for you today. I'm going to start off with some gratitude and we're going to have some of my favorite clips from the season going on. We've got a very special guest who you guys have seen on previous seasons before joining us today. Prophet Calvin Witcher is going to be here to help summarize some of the things that we've gone through as a collective this year and how we move forward from that. It is going to be um, bring up some hot buttons topics and it may do a little bit of triggering, but I can't think of any better way to get riled up than the last season of the show. You know, having Calvin on for the last episode of the season is always such a fun thing for me because here at the show, we are very open to different thoughts, opinions, ideas, ways of life, and and understand that every single person around the world is different. Everyone's circumstances are different. Everyone's upbringing has been different. Everyone's perspective is different. And I love that we can continue to welcome on people, no matter their race, religion, um, beliefs, any of that, that we can welcome them on this show and uh, hear about their perspective, because I believe everyone's perspective matters. And in order to be able to move forward beautifully as a collective and actually grow and learn from each other, we need to have that. We need to have that space where we can discuss and hear sides of the coin that maybe we don't always agree with. And, um, and I think that that's a great way to grow and, and love each other more and learn and, and grow and all of that. So Anyway, Calvin is going to be here today, so we're really excited about that. But like I said, I want to start off the episode today with some gratitude. You know, um, I've mentioned several times that this season went went on a a path of its own at times this year because of everything that has gone around around the globe. There's been so many topics and circumstances and happenings globally that have been front page news. And, you know, we, we come on with, I come on with my guests with an idea of what they're going to talk about. But a lot of times this season, we've ended up going back and talking about, um, you know, things that are going on at the time. Um, And so sometimes it's been like, you know, having to rein it in to get back 
back on topic um, of what we're going to talk about. But I, but I also love it because it's be, this season has become a little bit of a time capsule in a way of what we've gone through as a collective and, and looked at what different people around the world, how they've handled it and what they've been going through as well. Here's a quick look at um, some of the things that we've talked about that have been definitely 2020 relevant. So we didn't even reach the third quarter of 2020 before a mass hysteria began about a certain virus. You probably know which one I'm talking about. Well, this phrase that has come up for us recently called social distancing is, um, is, is it something that I think we're going to be more mindful of moving from here on out. And of inner peace, they're more focused on the virus and what's happening mm -hmm. and what we don't can't do now. I mean, I miss some of the football and basketball games now with the Raptors. I was having so much fun and they're not there. So I just have to accept it and go with it. I think what's bringing me joy in my life right now is having the time to connect with many different people and, and hear their stories, hear their experiences, and be able to create a safe space where we can acknowledge each other as human beings and understand the different journeys that we're going through and the circumstances that we are faced with. How are things down there? <laughs> oh, 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 things are great. Fantastic. I'm working like crazy. I go to the grocery store every day. <laughs> oh, you go grocery shopping every day? Oh, no, I can't do that. No, are you no. nuts? I don't go at all. <laughs> okay, <good>. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I don't like grocery shopping on, on good days. So when I, yeah, no. I actually do like it. It's just, I just can't go. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm not a fan of grocery shopping. I like Instacart. Why. Instacart is my favorite thing now. What I haven't even tried that yet. I order my groceries online and they shop and deliver them to me. Yeah, well, we had that down here called Peapod, uh, but they're three weeks out. Yeah. Like my, wife, my wife was on yesterday. Three weeks. And then they're not guaranteeing the order either, but what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Me, yeah, I mean, the last probably three, four months has been pretty crazy, uh, which is great because when everything started happening um, with the pandemic, I was worried like most people, you know, what's gonna happen to work and, and will I have uh, money coming in and stuff like that. <laughs> um, they, so, you know, right now, I, I know this is coming out post coronavirus. Uh, but I have the pleasure of having my son having to sleep next to me in a bed at my in-laws because of uh, we're, we're isolating my wife, who's an ER physician, who's mm -hmm. on the front lines of this thing. So uh, every day I get to wake up to his face. And mm -hmm. it's not as fun going to sleep and trying to get him to sleep. <laughs> but it is very enjoyable. I definitely got a good laugh out of all of that. And it's one of those things where we're going to look back and we're going to say, wow, this is this has really been truly a year to remember for so many different reasons. But it's also been, um, I've talked about this before on my own social media and with my own clients and things like that, where this has been an incredible year on a, on a very personal note. This has been an incredible year for me and for my family. And um, I have felt better physically. A lot of you guys know that last season I started having major health issues. And so I felt better physically as time has gone on. Relationships have improved. We've moved. We bought a home. We've done all of these amazing things as a family. And, um, 
And it's been an incredible experience. And, and it doesn't lessen to say that doesn't lessen the things that have gone on around us. And so I really want to pass that message on here to our, all of you, our breakthrough family, that it's okay to say that things have been amazing. And one of the things that's been amazing for me has been this season four of the breakthrough show. I have gotten to know so many incredible people. I have checked things off my bucket list that I've always wanted to talk about and do and, and certain people that I've wanted to meet. And, um, and I really didn't, I didn't expect things to go as beautifully synchronistic as they did this year because as you know, going into the season, things were, things were rocky. I pushed the, I pushed the launch of season four after a very rocky end to season three because of my health issues. And, um, and it really has been an experience of, of learning to trust and, and just going with the flow and saying yes and doing it anyway and pushing myself out of my comfort zone. And it, it truly has paid off. We've gotten the most amazing feedback this year. I have had some of the most top-notch, incredible, world-renowned guests on the show. Um, and it has been a truly truly unforgettable experience. I can't wait to um, share a little bit more with you uh, about all of that at the end of the show. For now, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to be back with my special guest today for our season four finale, Prophet Calvin Witcher. We'll be right back in just a moment. Hey, Jessica Dugas here, creator, producer, and host of The Breakthrough Show. We have big goals here at the show in the desire to change the world one breakthrough show episode at a time. And honestly, we couldn't do it without you. We want to take this moment to give a huge thank you to our Patreon supporters for helping us to not only expand the show, but spread its message far and wide. If you're not a supporter yet, we would love to have you. You can choose any tier with tons of benefits at patreon.com slash the breakthrough show. We can't wait to have you part of our breakthrough show family. And now back to the show. All right, welcome back to The Breakthrough Show. My special guest today, I can't think of any better way to close out literally the last three seasons with this person. He's a world-renowned prophet, spiritual teacher, medium, uh, healer, and a good friend of mine. Please welcome back to the show, Prophet Calvin Witcher. Welcome back. Hello, I hear the applause, yay. <laughs> Insert applause here. Damn. Okay, there it is. I put it we in after. We need that. We need our own like applause team or band. That every everywhere we go, they just play dun 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 dun. Yes, yes, something something, something. epic like that. Um, yeah. We have been through so much as a collective this last year, and for us, you know, I've always been kind of in my little bubble, and we homeschool, and I work at home, and I surround myself with people like yourself online, so I haven't had a lot of the the negativity going on in my personal life. It's not that I don't see it, but I don't have it going on in my personal life like other people have experienced. And um, I would just love to hear your thoughts about kind of what's been going on this last year. And, and then we can talk about how, how do we move forward from all of this? You know, it's, a, well, first of all, I always 
it's always a pleasure to connect with you personally or professionally. You're just a classy, great A person. So I just appreciate all everything you. you're doing with the the mission and messages of the breakthrough. You, I know you're changing lives. Um, we are honored to, our family is honored to connect with your family, even personally. So it's, thank you for that um, and being who you are. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you for, is, for, I mean, it's it's so fun. It's so fun, it's fun to interact, like you said, on different levels. And, um, and I love Jeremy and I love you and I, and so, and Phil does. And, and so it's fun. Yeah. Phil's my guy. I'm a little jealous um, of Phil. <laughs> this week because he's um he's taking tech to a whole new level yes yes so um, i love you philip keep keep doing a great job phil and um yeah i'm gonna have to show you up here soon but back to the topic you know it, it is a very interesting thing i one of the things that i have learned in life is that you can't please everyone and people hear what they want to hear mm -hmm. so in context i remember i did my 2019 well, it was a 2020 forecast, but I did it in 2019. Right. I think somewhere around October, November, September, something like that. And I talked a lot about the, and it was interesting of a experience for me mm -hmm. because for the last couple of years, I've been doing like really prophetic forecasts. Here's what I really see from spirit, kind of putting all the pieces together and kind of hoping to provide everyone with a little bit more information than they had. This last one was a little bit different of a hmm. process and I don't mind admitting that it was one of those things I was trying to grapple with and work through myself because it was you know being on the very strong prophetic space to me you're always dealing with translations communications what right. makes sense it's literally like being in I don't know you know 1345 trying to explain to someone what an iPhone is it's Right. Difficult right. <laughs> in yeah. a sense. So I remember that that particular one was a lot of spirit giving information and trying to figure out like, well, how is that actually going to work? That doesn't make sense. Like, this is like some sci-fi stuff yeah. <laughs> um, to once it started to happen or we kind of got into it. I was like, oh, well, <laughs> that makes sense now. That's you one know. way. <laughs> That's one way to, to, to make it happen. And but I remember the reception of it. Because sometimes when you kind of are trying to provide a message, and even though you're not trying to be gloom and doom, the general consensus is, oh, this is just negative news. Let's just be love and light. Let's be positive. It doesn't have to be that way. And so I, it was interesting to watch the reception of it because I think everyone was still in the same boat. This is pre-2020, pre-COVID and everything mm. that was happening. It was really like a, what is profit saying? What's going to happen? Oh, you know. 2020 and, and a lot of the general consensus for everybody socially speaking was 2020 is a great year 2020 vision yada 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 all the cliches right. that are out there so dealing with the collective agreement that this is what we expect to occur and then coming with a completely different message was a little bit of a challenge but then fast track it i think it was in maybe end of january or february or so it was actually right before the COVID things started to happen now I didn't change my position on it but it was one of those like mm, you know it is what it is you know right. I've, I've passed the point of trying to prove things to people or convince and so I was on ABC and talking to them about 2020 so I, I went from a a different angle but just really from the standpoint of 
2020 is going to be a great year. You can own it. And it, I went more of a personal responsibility, like no matter what happens, right? you need to own it. You need to work through it. You need to keep your focus. And I still hold to that. Interesting enough, it's almost two completely different messages, mm. but it was really from a standpoint of what do you need to hear to get you through? Right, right. Apparently you don't want to hear the truth, which seems more <laughs> negative. Maybe you'll hear something positive. Yeah. And it's yeah. interesting in both camps, everyone almost takes a back seat to both conversations mm. and people do what they want to do anyway. If, right. So I, I know you're dealing with this. Uh, spiritual leaders are extremely connected and really have a care to support people in moving forward to get their breakthroughs as well. It's, you know, the, the most frustrating thing in the world is to see people choose to have a mentality that keeps them stuck. And I yes. say that very honestly and openly, and, and I know how people will perceive it. This is a choice. It has been a choice. It always is a choice and it will be a choice moving forward. Mm-hmm. And to see where we have been over the last, you know, what, 10 months, going on um, 11 months is unfortunately not surprising, mm-hmm. but I think it has been a radical expression in the mirror to say, mm-hmm. This is where your life has been the entire time. This is where your emotional stability has been the entire time. This is where your financial situation is, your home life, your business, like it's been there. You're just seeing like an extreme testing that's been happening with you. And again, and I hold still to this day to everything I say. And and I do that because before I ever speak, no matter how controversial or how comforting it is, I've processed it through a thousand different ways, a thousand right. different possibilities, a, a thousand different ways that it could be perceived or not perceived, the possibilities of being wrong, the possibilities of somebody taking my word and running with it and doing some crazy stuff with it. it it's processed in so many different levels before right. I ever come out. And so when I do, it's like, I'm not changing that. Right, <laughs> right. That. And yeah. so- yeah, go ahead, please. It's, um, it, you know, when you talk about people making decisions that are going to keep them stuck in the same place, um, it's it's been really interesting because there are a lot of topics that have come up this year that we have obviously dealt with um, throughout history. And, and so it, the only thing that makes it different is that it was front page news for a while this year. Um, and, and so... How do we, when, when these things, these themes come up, um, when we talk about the racism issues and all of that, how do we move forward, but still honor like the past and the things that we've gone through in humanity? Like, how do we have that balance between, because if we, I feel like if we focus so much on this is the way it's always been, we're going to stay stuck. We're never going to move forward. Right. A hundred percent. And I, I love how you position that because all of us that I feel like are on the front lines, everyone's mm-hmm. on, on the front line in a different way. Our nurses, medical professionals, you know, bless their hearts. They're on the front lines every day and we appreciate them um, despite our views on what's happening, right? right? People are still actively working in their, their own capacity. You know, um, when we look back at the situation, we're even though we have an opinion and it could be a very strong opinion mm-hmm. to move forward, to progress, to own our own responsibility in it. We're, yeah, I would agree. We're not denying what has been, but also like, mm, this is not new. And that sounds insensitive, but the, right. that is the reality. It's like, I grew up in the church space 
And it was always doomsday. It was always the end times there. You know, there will be wars and rumors of wars and flooding and tornadoes. Like, do you realize like that always occurs? Like, you mm. know, but it's not on the front news. So like, if I ask the average person, self-included, how many earthquakes have happened this month? How many tornadoes have happened right now? How many people have died um, of other diseases? Most people wouldn't be able to tell you because that's not the common or in current news. Mm -hmm. People die all the time from different types of racism and discrimination. Mm -hmm. Countries, that tends to be the hallmark of many countries. I mean, Africa, you know, um, a lot of the African cultures tend to stay in that level of tribal warfare. Right. Again, not making an excuse um, for it. However, I think it behooves all of us, especially leaders, to ask ourselves the deep question, what's beyond the expression? What's, what's your personal distinct execution? How, how are you in your mission providing some alternative to the narrative that already exists? Right. And we can't diminish how little, and I, I'll say that in quotation marks, because I don't feel like anyone that's doing any kind of work like what you're doing, what I'm doing is little. You know, It's impactful in its own unique way, and whether it's one person or a thousand people, the goal is to be of contribution and of service to the vision that I believe all of us have in common, which is how do we make this thing better? How do we do better? How do we increase the well-being of other people's life? How do, you know, notwithstanding that people have their hatred and their ide personal ideologies and their preferences, like, you know, I don't, you know, I have my own personality at play and I have my own things I like or don't like. You know, I like to think that I'm mature enough or understanding enough or congruent with my own ideology that says, okay, you believe that, you do that, not my thing. Um, mm. It's totally okay. Yeah. We yeah. can still get along and, and figure it out. But moving forward, it's easy to be a, an expert while you're not executing. Mm. This, again, this is not a new thing I've that I haven't said before. It's easy to criticize from the couch. It is easy to condemn while you're in your comfort zone of inactivity. My challenge to everyone, especially this year, but I feel like it's a theme of ours is, what are you doing to contribute a different story mm. to this? Not against writing, not against um, advocating and lobbying and bringing awareness. I do not believe that awareness alone creates change. I also don't like to be condescending to individuals. I believe that we all know what needs to happen. I, I, I'm a firm believer that we already know the hurdles ahead of us. Mm -hmm. But the challenge is every generation has its own hurdles. Right. Th that's not new. We're, we're dealing with you know discrimination. My grandmother was dealing with that. I'm sure your family dealt with it in their own unique way. Maybe not the culture of your skin, but it could have been, you know, your class that you grew up in, the type of community that you grew mm. up in, um, things you were able to afford or not being able to afford. It, it's just, I mean, pick your poison. Right. <laughs> but I still go back to how do we move forward? I then asked everyone to ask a personal question. What are you doing ab about it? How are you meant to affect change? How are you owning into your mission and providing a conversation that hopefully moves the needles in the areas that you feel passionate about. And I, I'm, I definitely want to say this because I, 
what happens a lot of times, especially in the social media slash peer pressure generation <laughs> is everyone believes because they are passionate about something. It needs to be the conviction for everybody. Okay. Yes. Can we just... <laughs> No. Can we it just? There's so many causes and problems and things in the world that, you know, that's such a it, people knocking other people down because their priority list is different than theirs. Right. That that Absolutely. their experience is different. Um, one thing I wanted to share is that the you know all of this stuff that's going on has and and things being so front page news this year has cause what I've seen a lot of contradictory behavior. So you'll see, 100%. you know, people saying they believe in this, but then they're, you know, it, it just, it doesn't, they're doing something completely different. It doesn't add up. There's all this, you know, contradictory behavior going on. And so what I love about what you do on social media is you ask questions that a lot of time piss everybody off and you put information out there that does that as well but it allows people to examine their behavior examine both sides of themselves we're such multifaceted people and to look at all of these different parts of themselves to where i feel like we can show up better in that space of how are we going to change the world and and how are we going to contribute and so you know i think that creating that space where we're sharing about it what i do is very different when i when i'm creating the space to share people's stories of saying you know you're not alone you've been through this i've been through it too and you're creating this space to be like listen <laughs> it's time to examine what the hell you're doing <laughs> absolutely you know I am a big proponent and, and hopefully a preacher that no matter where you are in this journey, you're going to have, if you're going to do deep work, mm -hmm. if you're going to do lasting work, it's got to be a, a level of self-examination at every point. And it's not like, oh, I did this last year. No. Did you do that today? Like, did you examine like what you believe is it congruent? Is it not congruent? Like, and can you hold to that truth in the face of seemingly contradiction like i laugh like I'll, I'll use the COVID thing for an example bill gates has been the one of the biggest proponents of vaccines and the virus is real quote unquote etc 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 i have yet to see that brother with a mask on is it real or is it not real <laughs> i hear you talking about yeah everyone should wear a mask you should listen to the professional now I'll leave Fauci alone because I see brother in a mask all the time. Mm -hmm. And most of the time I'm like, look, I can't hear you. Like in the grocery store, can you take this down for a bit? Like it's annoying. <laughs> I'll take my chances. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, so outside of him, like Bill, you got patents on, on this stuff. I've yet to see you. I've, I've researched it several times. Yeah. Where's your mask, bro? I can at least get, give, you know, president Trump this. He's consistent. Asshole. Sure. <laughs> A tyrant, at some cases, sure. But the brother is at least type A consistent. Like, right. well, you know what he stands with it. So he says, F y'all, I'm not wearing a mask. And here he, he's not wearing a mask. Yeah. I can't fault him for that. I can put everyone else under an examination that says, what you're saying in your actions right. do not match. If you're love and light, but you're sitting here condemning people, threatening to, you know, cancel people because of their political, ideological, religious views. 
I can't make it make sense. No, I'm not saying I'm all love and light. I'm saying I, I have a sword too. So that you right. know, it's extremely consistent. I will cut yeah. you. <laughs> figuratively, let me. <laughs> I can say figuratively now because everyone's like, oh my God, prophet threatened to kill people. Okay, just, that's not what happened in context, but okay. Yeah. But yeah, 100%, we get, we've got to get to a place that we realize that your personal views are not to be, you know, well, I guess they can because people do it, mm -hmm. but it's just an inappropriate use of your own message and word. It's like, okay, if we use a personal thing like with you, like you're, you're very openly in the health care, health space, mm -hmm. not healthcare, the health space of vegan, natural, raw. I love following your work there. Now, I'm not. I'm like, can, right. can we please have a nice, juicy, bloody steak <laughs> with some sauteed mushrooms and some grilled shrimp? I'm like, it's just watering my mouth now. Yeah. As I talk about it, but I respect and, and absolutely appreciate where you come into mm -hmm. that category. Now, if you come to the house, I'm going to have meat, but I'm going to have a, another section of food all far away from the meat. <laughs> that's all vegan and, and celery for you. Celery? <laughs> celery and carrots and I don't know. We're going to have to have a conversation about <laughs> how much better the food is that I eat than you let on. <laughs> I believe I do, it. Listen, if I ate celery all day, I would be a healthier person. Can I just say that? <laughs> Jessica's like, do not drink red wine. All you need is delicious water. I'm like, Jessica, can't can't do it. Mm -mm. No, we don't. We don't. <laughs> but I, I, I joke, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But from the perspective of, I, I mean, I'll use this. I know a, a lot of vegans, and I was joking about this the other day on social media, mm -hmm. like that are, <laughs> you think that people that are religious tyrants or something, people that are in every category, obviously. Right. And I was just using vegan as an example, like, dude, like you guys are just militant for no reason. Mm -hmm. Like I used to fuss at the church as a as a whole for this like i don't understand how you're preaching peace and love and connection and community while right. you're sitting here cussing people out and screaming and condemning people like yeah. that's just not a great welcoming message and like, i've never i've never understood that as as strong <laughs> as i get about my own what i do in my household and what i believe for myself i never ever have gotten to the point where i'm like you just said steak excuse me, we're going to stop this recording and we're not doing this. Like I, I've never, because I don't, I don't think you can win people over being that way. I just, I, I, I you create people that are extremely uh, defensive, right. which then in that state of defensive and protection, people lash out. And it's like, it's funny. Cause I know you've dealt with this, especially of late on online. Like I'm not coming for people. I'm not out here posting and right. talking about and tagging people. Like, I'm just not, I don't have time to do that. If I'm commenting, it's literally because somebody came for me or they said something against me or they came on my post. Like, and, and so it's interesting that where people choose, again, back to that, mm -hmm. to prioritize their passions and their perspective. And it's like, you, my, my mission is not, I don't know, um, save the animals, save the whales. Should we do it? Sure, I like whales, they're cute. You know, my goal, my mission and, and call it is not, we, everybody needs to recycle. And if you don't recycle, you're killing the planet. Should we recycle? Sure, I guess, although I could argue that the way we recycle is horrible and we still have all this plastic right. and right. that's another argument. So I did ask for everyone like, 
you're condemning and criticizing and counseling. I hate this cancel culture. I don't know who created this. Stupidest, most immature thing I have ever heard. And I've told this to everybody, like literally you guys are worse than kindergartners on the playground. I'm not going to play with you because you didn't, you know, pass me the ball. Yeah. Seriously? We've now resorted to unfriending people, blocking people, you know, going against other people's businesses because they're not vegan or they're not meat eaters or like, come on guys. And again, all I hear is what people are against and the projection of how everyone else should have a peer pressure to do what you do. But I, I very rarely hear what's your mission? What's your contribution? How are you doing it? How are you cultivating a community of like-minded people that care about that? And then collectively, how are you doing that? Because if everybody did their own business and their own job and stayed in their own lane, we, we have homelessness because somebody is not doing their job in homelessness, not my responsibility, right? not my care. I'm not saying that it's not a, a something to be concerned about, but, but beloved, everything is a concern. Mm. I'm concerned about slow internet speeds and, you know, <laughs> free speech online. I'm, I'm concerned about, you know, I, I don't know, tariffs with China and us getting my, and me getting my iPhone 12 on time. On time. <laughs> There's so many things that could be we could be concerned with. Right. That, you know, your carbon footprint, sure, that's great, but everybody still has an iPhone and electricity and they're going to the store buying plastic. It's like and you have air fresheners. You don't care that much. Find something else. And, and here's what I, I, I firmly believe it is. I believe that most people do not take the time and and, and bandwidth to really hone in how are you significant in this journey mm-hmm. and through that level of out of defining the best way possible and nicest way possible to say this um through their own willingness to not choose to be an answer and a solution to uh, whatever the problem is they're here to solve mm-hmm. is easier to then have conversations and critiques about everything else and everyone else right. than you. And so then I have to say, if cancer exists and it does, it's because somebody's not doing their job. Right. Because somebody right now is online talking about a reality TV show or celebrity or Donald Trump or oh, Biden, or it's like, that's not your mission here. Like find out what your mission is, double down, triple down on that. Because literally if suffering exist in any particular area it's because of somebody's fault right and you've got to like I, I own that with my community if somebody is not making money if somebody's not in their purpose their destiny if they're not aligned if they're not healing from past religious trauma if they're not you know I have my specific things that to me I'm like well that's my job right <laughs> drink plastic you know water out of the plastic cup or drink it out of your glass like cool if, and if that's your concern to and battle the fight sure it's not mine, right? Notwithstanding, it affects us all. But here's the reality: people that I don't think that people take into account the level of damage they're doing all by themselves. Like mm. they're critiquing, they're complaining, they're demonizing. They're fi- emotional trauma is just as damaging as a war, or as a flood, or as a politician that you don't like. And it's mm-hmm. interesting because when people actually see someone operating in a space of truth, I don't think people know what to do with it. Right. Like, 
like, I don't mind talking about politics. I don't mind talking about spirituality because that's just the space. It's like, I, I've never once said I actually 100%, let's say, love President Trump and everything he does. Mm -hmm. But here's the reality. I can't name anyone in my life, past or present, that that's true for. Right. Not family, not friends, my family, not coworkers. Not <laughs> My mom, nobody. And I don't know if anybody can say that with me, like, oh, you just love everything I do and say, no. Mm -hmm. So to me, that is already a disqualifier. Right. I, wh what I can do is like I said, one, I'm big about honor and respect. It doesn't matter what they're doing. I, so I'm not looking at, let's say President Trump as an example, so, well, he's doing this, therefore it gives me, the, no. Because by that judgment and processing, we would be in a hell of a, a, a wild place if everyone in society took that, like, you broke in front of me, you didn't respect me, therefore, let me just shoot you. See, that's where we have a problem. And people don't realize that's an ideology. And it's easy to talk about discrimination and racism and people are killing Black people. But the reality is you also have the ideology that creates those experiences. You may not have pulled the trigger, but you did push the, the, the philosophy. Mm -hmm. So to me, I feel like I'll try to be very consistent to say, listen, you know what? The guy's truthful. I, I actually trust people that are truthful. He's not a politician. I, I can trust that to a huge degree. I kind of know what I'm going to get. It, to me, that's enough to work through a space of, okay, I appreciate it. And in a world that things are pretty cloudy and confusing, having mm -hmm. someone that's pretty clear albeit controversial, to me is actually a very inviting experience. Right, right. Policies aside. But again, that's my perspective of what can I focus on that in a sense moves the needle. Right, yeah. A little bit forward. Yeah, I, what, do you, what do you think, you know, no matter, it's been, it's been my sort of thought process that no matter what happens in November, somebody's going to be upset because that's just the way it goes every four years. Are. It doesn't matter. This is, this year is no different. I feel like, feel like it again, like everything else this year, it's a little more front page news than other elections because of all of the things that have happened this year. And because he is different, he is very controversial and, and all of that. So how you you know, are, are, is the world going to end either way in November? The world did end for Y2K, the world <laughs> did end for Ebola, the world did end for civil rights and women's rights. No, the world is not going to end. Yeah. And, it's, and it's interesting, I have not changed my position on this. I still, I've been saying, I said that Trump was going to win two terms back before he was even president. Mm. I still hold to that. Now, here's the funny thing about at least my work. We'll see come November. Yeah. I'm either right or I'm wrong. There is no middle ground with that. Right. There is no way, you know what, kind of, no. He's either in the office again or he's not. Right. So is, that brings up a really good topic as we're talking about it. It's easy for people to not be convicted and to shift their perspectives based upon their own personal manipulation of it. Mm -hmm. Now, this is being recorded. This is October the 22nd at 1144 a.m. Eastern Standard Time will prove me right or wrong in about a month. Right. Now, here's the funny thing. I don't have a problem being wrong. It's rare. I try to be centered and aligned and super clear before I ever speak. Now, personally, it's a lot easier for me not to communicate this information. Mm -hmm. 
Because I know the it's like, dude, you either you either because people can say, oh, that was a lucky guess. Well, see, you can't win for losing, right? You know, or if you're wrong, you're not really a prophet. If so, which one do you want it to be? Mm-hmm. I it was a lucky guess, even though I literally guessed this four years ago before the man was ever in office, or I'm wrong and I'm a false prophet. Which one? And it's those kind of right. perspectives. Like I don't even have time to weigh that with 11 million or billion people, however many people are on the planet and growing every day, not my job mm-hmm. at all. I will say this, and I've been consistent about this. If let's say I'm wrong and Biden and Kamala become president November, I will say the same thing to them, even though not voting for him or her, I say the same thing that I said about Trump. If they become president, they become my president. Right. I have not shifted by that. If you are carrying the banner of the United States of America, which I love, and you are in the highest office and you're the president, the second that thing is announced, immediately my personal perspective on it gets thrown out the window and I say, how do I support you? Mm -hmm. How do I shield you? How do I pray for you? How do I, whatever the case is, just like I said with Trump, and that doesn't mean I like him. I'm actually going on record saying, don't like Biden. I think it's horrible for any entrepreneur and business owner. I think the, the corruption is obviously there a hell of a lot more than Trump. You know, I, I do not believe Kamala is a, a stable choice. I could go on and on and on and talk mm-hmm. policy. And I'm still gonna come back and say, based on, I will eat my own words or live by my own words to say, my opinion and feelings don't matter in this. Right. My philosophy trumps what I personally feel. He will be my president. And I won't have anything negative to say about him. Right. I haven't said anything negative really about Trump other than the fact of how I feel about Trump is how I feel about everyone. I like some parts. I don't like some parts. Right. Yeah. You're going to get, you're going to get that no matter, no matter who yeah. I can't think of one, one president that's been in that I've loved everything that they've done. I can't think of one that, you know, has been in that I've hated everything that they've done. And, um, you know, I think that that's, that's a wise advice moving forward is like, okay, no matter what happens in November, what can I do? What is my role? What can I do to, to move myself forward? Because regardless of who's in office, there's, first of all, there's like, how many other people that influence their decision like let's talk like it's a whole nother show to talk about local politics and you know everybody else that that has influence and say and and then going back to yourself and asking yourself what can I do to move myself my family my business and all of that forward um it's been so good to have you back on to talk about these different things today and um how we can move forward from all of this and um, always appreciate your input. And, and I ask, you know, everybody that's listening and watching today to just go back to that center and ask what you can do um, for you. Where can everybody, if anybody's listening for the first time and has never seen Calvin on the show before, first of all, you've been under a rock. <laughs> Second of all, under a big rock. <laughs> how can, how can everybody find you Calvin? Absolutely. CalvinWitcher.com. So C-A-L-V-I-N-W-I-T-C-H-E-R.com. And then obviously, if you Google or search, put me in a search in anywhere, YouTube or Facebook, Instagram, you're going to find me. So we'll love the connection. Um, thank you so much for having me on. And I'll just leave everyone with this. It's like, you know what? We all have the, the immense responsibility and I will say honor to choose how we want to experience this, you know, and not deny realities that exist. And I would say 
always exists. You know, if you're a leader, this is a good time to stand up. If you're a mm -hmm. business owner, it's a great time to make money. You know, just because some parts of the economy are not doing well, the reality is that's always the case. Right. The stock market is always going up and going down. <laughs> um, I think a lot of our issues are uh, honestly first world problems. Right. And I think we deny the reality of these are not even new stories in countries that, that exist right now mm -hmm. that aren't even dealing with COVID. It's like, I think if anything, especially with us here in the States, we're extremely privileged. And I think that privilege has clouded our ability um, to take our own level of ownership mm -hmm. and realize that quite honestly, a lot of the issues we're facing are caused by our own culture and our own personal households. Right. It's time, if we want to change, it's time to really take responsibility of that and shift it. We've got what, two and a half, well, two months really at this point, months to go. Everyone can make this a great month. You do not have to wait to 2021 or 2022 to do that. But the reality is we could have done it, people could have done it in January of this year. Yep. They could have done it last year. And the reality is if people were being honest, what they're experiencing right now, inactivity, lack of progress, confusion, frustration, it ain't any different than what they were doing last year. They just have a, a really good, prominent excuse right now to say it's COVID and it's just not the case. I literally have had this conversation with almost everyone, especially in the business levels. Like you realize we had this conversation last year before all of this and you were talking the same thing. You cannot use COVID or shutdown or quarantine or anything else as an excuse. I mean, you can, it's just not true. It's a lie. <laughs> all right. I mean, you yeah. heard it. You heard it guys. You heard it here gotta... first. Focus on yourself, worry about yourself and what you're doing. And uh, that's how we make the world a better place, period. Thanks Amen. so much for being here, Calvin. I appreciate you. You're welcome. Love you. Mm. All right. We'll be back in just a minute for more of The Breakthrough Show. We hope you've been enjoying The Breakthrough Show. If you're someone who is an inspirational entertainer or has an incredible story of breakthrough, we want to hear from you and maybe even have you on the show. Be sure to visit the links in our show notes to send us an email or connect with us on social media. We hope to see you on a future episode of the show. And now back to the breakthrough. Welcome back, everybody, to The Breakthrough Show. Thank you so much to our special guest today, Prophet Calvin Witcher, for being here. Uh, one of the things that I love about Calvin is that he always brings his personal truth. He stands by his prophetic messages, and, um, and he's always ready and willing to be open-minded, to be wrong, to be, um, and to stand in his truth, which is something that we love here at the show. Like I mentioned at the beginning, we love people that come from different areas and different walks of life and different belief systems. And, um, and we love people that are strong in those beliefs. And so, um, and, and are ready and willing to be open-minded and have a conversation. And so I just want to give a huge, thank you to Prophet Calvin Witcher and really his entire family. You guys know um, his spouse, Jeremy Witcher, who's been on the show before. Jeremy has been an incredible support to the Breakthrough Show this past season as well. And um, I just want to thank everybody so much, um, both of you guys, for being, for being a part of this show. I really appreciate you. Um, as I mentioned in the beginning of the show, 
I have so much gratitude. I have so much gratitude for the direction that the show has gone, for the amazing guests that have been here this season. And one of my favorite parts has been welcoming on entertainers and people who have given a demo and, and all of that on the show. And uh, because the arts and music and um, have always been so inspirational to me. And um, when I think of breakthrough moments that I've had in my life, I think of a song or a movie I saw at the time or something that inspired me um, or encouraged me to get through these times of breakthrough in my life. And so as you'll see in these next clips, we welcomed some amazing musicians on the show this season and um, take a look. I am watching as the rain drops
times are gone and you wish you said i'm sorry please and thank you more often yes and you've been looking for that one decision you made over and over and over and over again many warnings had come voices said just stop and listen but your mind was set on doing what you knew each time faulting all around you till your reflection caught you now you say give me a little more time i promise i'll be better been strung along do you even get it tell me did you ever care or will you just forgive me i've been hurt before but not like when you left me tell me were you ever there or will you just pretending as much as it hurts me i can't force you to be something your heart won't feel no I'll never forget you, but you let me slip away, breaking my heart to say bye for now. Oh my gosh, weren't our musicians amazing this season? It has completely lit me up to have so many amazing musicians here. And I can't wait to welcome some of them back next season and to see some new musicians on as well, which I'm just so excited about. I'm going to be telling you more about that at the end of the show. In addition to our musicians, we of course had incredible stories this season, which is what the Breakthrough Show is all about. It's about allowing people the space to share those moments of breakthrough, those stories that inspire us. And it provides a layer of healing for those people who are sharing the stories, but it also provides a safe space for people to share their own stories. It also allows people to not feel alone in their lives, that they're not not, you know, the only one on the planet that's ever gone through these different things. And um, it, it has, this season in particular has had so many moments and, and stories that I will absolutely never, ever forget. Take a look. And uh, that's how that began. Mm. And then 30 years, I met Frank Costello, I met Meyer Lansky, Carlo Marcello, and then Sonny Frances. And Sonny Frances is the guy that I ended up being friends with for over 40 years mm -hmm. uh, until his passing last night. Mm -hmm. It's really, it's really um, very, very interesting timing that I, I 
wasn't aware of a lot of things in this world. And as I've been preparing for you to come on the show today, I, I've done a lot of looking up and, and that was one name that I really looked into. And um, so the, the synchronicity of him, of him passing today is really, really interesting. And, and I, um, I, I really, I'm so sorry for your loss because I know what it, I, I can't imagine really what it, what it, um, feels like when you've been friends with the 40 years is a long time. <laughs> it's a long time to, to have that kind of friendship. Yeah. I'm excited to share this with not only you, but to your viewers and, and hopefully, you know, help somebody else. Yes. Yes. I mean, that's, that's really the thing. And, um, I had a, had an interview yesterday and, um, I won't, I won't say who it is because I, you, you guys will see him on the show, but, um, we were just talking about just how much fun it is to be able to come on and tell stories like this and share a little bit of joy. And if you can help just one person, if one okay. person's day is better, if one person makes a better choice, like that's just, it just makes all the difference and it makes me feel good. And, and I know it does you too. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, to me, that's what life is all about, right? We're right. not put here to just be here for ourselves. Yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. He's also been a TEDx speaker and so many amazing things. Please welcome my new friend, Oleg Lauhid, to the show. Lauhid, Lauhid, I did it anyway. You see what happens? <laughs> I talked myself out of it. Gosh. That's one of the things that I was actually just going to say, never say never, because it, I, it happens. And, and, you know, it's just the thing that I think we acknowledge as part of this life is that we're not perfect. Um, I, if there's nothing else I've learned <laughs> through this show, it has been that I, I can, I can have a plan and mm -hmm. I know, and then it goes the complete opposite direction. Yeah. That's just how it works. That's yeah. And I think that's what this life is, is learning how to deal with the imperfections of everyday life. Yeah. And we never know what's going to happen. We never know how it's going to happen to us. And even this whole concept of having a plan, right? You and I, prior to this, we rehearsed it, we wrote it down, but then when it came to action, it came out something completely different. So it's just interesting to know and understand and also just relate back to the time that we're experiencing now. So I did stop drinking. And after that, um, one of my sons said to me, Mom, I've gone through this program. It's life-changing. I would love for you to go and just see what it's like. And I'm thinking to myself, it's probably something to do with AA or something like that that had to do with my drinking. But I told him I'd go ahead and go. And so I did, because if you would have asked me before that, how's your life? I would tell you, oh, my life is great. You know, I've come through this. I'm sitting over here. You know, I'm not drinking. Life is great. Everything is good. And so I go into this room and it was pretty much a hands-on where you know the first thing that they had us do was to stand up um just find someone and talk to them tell them your name and what you do and do it in a different language like a different language like um daffy duck or <laughs> Abraham lincoln or you know something like that and so I'm like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> He's the spiritual smartass bringing together marketing, spirituality, and comedy who will leave you no longer asking the question, who the f is Brandon Marshall?
Please welcome <laughs> to the show, Brandon Marshall. <laughs> Hi, I am Brandon Marshall. <laughs> Are you? Hello. Yes. It's it's true. I'm not a clone. Everyone, please welcome back to the show my friend and fellow Aquarian, Alan Knight. Alan, thanks for being back on the show today. It's my pleasure, Jessica, but I do, I do uh, take exception to 25 years. It was 2.5 years. I'm oh. just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I, I fooled you. I fooled you. I'm like, listen, I know that sometimes I don't read very well. <laughs> <laughs> I just resented being seen as this old, you know. <laughs> That's all. Well, I brought, I brought my Aquarius mug to the table today for our conversation. Ooh. Oh, I'm an Aquarian. I'm a fellow Aquarian. It says driven and feisty. Do you resonate with that? I do, I do. <laughs> Although these days I'm not as driven. I don't because driven sounds like obsession with, with uh, success, but yeah. I'm not that way. So more feisty than driven. <laughs> feisty. I have character. I have character. I would say. I, I like that. I, I'll take that. I'll take that too. I'll go with that. I have character. I'm not feisty. You're, you're, uh, <laughs> you're just a wonderful person. That's all you are. <laughs> Thank you so much. Environmental triggers. So that costume that you're talking about putting on it can bring out that part of yourself. You can actually psychologically train yourself to use costumes to bring out parts of your personality as an environmental trigger. So when I put on, I've got a series, a set of dresses that are 1950s inspired. When I put on those dresses, I am far more ladylike. Then again, I've got my rockabilly inspired stuff in my closet as well. When I put those on, I'm sassy. I'm, I'm totally sassy but I have my signature thing that makes me feel good no matter what and that's my red lipstick so I love very vivid pops of lipstick so I've learned that these different pieces can bring out the spirit inside of me when I allow myself to um, experience what those things mean to me. So the red lipstick to me means I'm daring to be beautiful. The rockabilly says it's okay because I can be a little sassy too. And it's me giving myself permission to put that skin on. I, I was thinking about when I asked her, um, you know, so you can love yourself at 200 pounds and you can also love yourself at, like, just because you say you love yourself now doesn't mean that you can't love yourself and, and think you're beautiful at another size or with another outfit on. And I was thinking about that in perspective of just our journey, our growth journey. Like, can you imagine saying like, well, I'm not going to love myself today because because tomorrow it'll be a better experience. Like it, we wouldn't do that. So it has right. to be the same where our look is concerned. I was just thinking about that for a minute. Well, and doesn't that go back to the perfectionism that we talked about beautifully plays in at the very beginning where the, the idea of perfectionism is that it, it, there is a standard that we reach and it's done, but that's not true. So we're always afraid as a perfectionist to, to, kind of say it's perfect. We always have to be moving on because that means that there's nothing more, but there's always something more. So in that vein, I can learn to love the thing that isn't my quite ideal. And then I keep working on what I want. And uh, our guest just did a beautiful job and does a beautiful job teaching people how to work with where they are and then move into something that might be a little dangerous or new or exciting or different and it's, mm. it's very powerful 
<laughs> yes, leave some for next time. Leave some for next time. Okay. You know, after you've won your Oscar and you're back, you're back to talk to me, and we can talk That's about the now. joke around here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've already you know, talked about Oscar, this once. I think I'm going to get a Corvette. <laughs> all, all electrical, of course. I mean, we're we're earth friendly here. Yes, you're environmental. <laughs> you're environmental out there. That's what, that's what it is. Um, Try. <laughs> You're so much fun, and I and I I'm just so um, I'm so uh, honored to hear your story because because I think like there's so much value in hearing people's journeys and being able to find commonality and also hear about things that might make us go to the next thing, go to the next level, push to be something that we've wanted to be, and so I love that. I, I'd like to finish with this question: Do you? Um, a lot of times there's a lot of people in the spiritual and, and personal development communities who will say, you know, well, I don't, I don't watch TV and movies because that's not, that's not developing myself. That's not, um, you know, that's not spiritual enough. That's not, I don't know. But, but do you think that there's, that there's more than just entertainment values in TV and movies and things like that? Do you think you can, we can learn things? Um, can we learn things mm -hmm. with a lot of what's written in um, independent films, independent shows and all of that? Yes. It's not mm -hmm. just entertainment because you have to drill into it a little bit. What, um, what makes a writer write? You know, can you get anything out of Hemingway? <laughs> can you get anything out of the, the multitudes of amazing stories or from Shakespeare? plays from Shakespeare that were meant really just to entertain the people, just to, to go out there and, and, um, and, and, and give them something. And yet you have King Lear and, you know, you have these amazing plays that go deeper into what makes us do what we do. I what you want, know what it looks like, and then do it. Make it happen. So here to bring us some motivational firewood for our fiery show today is my new friend, Steve Gamlin. Steve, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. We've had so many conversations <laughs> in the past couple of weeks that I think we've already kind of done a show. Yeah. Off the air. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had some good conversation before the show too, and I, I've gotten in the habit because that always happens. That happens every time. There's so much gold before and after the show. So now I just record the whole thing because I want to I wanna tap back into that later. So um, it, I think it's, uh, it's awesome when you can make these connections where you can just have conversation. And we're going to try to not be here for five hours today <laughs> because I feel like we could talk about a lot of things. We could, and that's great. And, you know, as long as you want to hang on and record even, you know, bloopers and outtakes, I am part of so many people's blooper reels. <laughs> hysterical because they say, I'm so glad I was still recording that. And yeah. It turns out that even from there, there's, there's nuggets about breakthroughs about, because so many people, when they think they're off the show, all of a sudden they get a little more real. And I'm just real 100% of the time. So yeah. we'll yeah. be fine. We'll be, it'll be awesome. What is this that my eyes see? Slender, metal, so shiny. I'll take a swing. No one will care. It won't hurt if they're unaware. To swing feels good from where I stood in the middle of my living room floor. I heard the whoosh of the wind as the bat would descend and make contact with our front door.
It left a dent in the door, but much like before, I continued to swing away. It was not that I planned, but the bat left my hand cause my grip had gone astray. The bat flew through the room and continued to zoom because I had opened the door. When it landed, it smashed a large pot, then it crashed to a table mom used to adore. Journey is with the label thing because I don't really have labels for what's been going on with me. And, um, and I think that that's, it's such a fear for me to get a label because I know that how my, how my mindset is that when someone gives me what, and when I've got a diet, let me, let me backtrack. I'm stuck in thinking that old Jessica is going to take over the Jessica that I was 10 years ago when I would get a diagnosis and think it was the end of the world for me. Correct. And so now I, I have this fear that like, I, it, it's almost like I don't trust the, the growth process that I've been through and, and then the tools that I have and all of this other fun stuff. Like I, I don't, because I'm so scared to get a diagnosis because I'm, I think that's going to define me. But then I, but then I, you know, we think all these things in our head and then we're like, okay, Jessica, come on now. <laughs> Come yeah, on. And, and it's funny because that's what, ha like, I went so back and forth with, I hate the medical community. Yeah. yeah. I'm thankful for them because they saved my life, you know, and going back and forth with all of that and, and being able to really say, I can have both. I can appreciate the medical community <laughs> and what it offers us um, at the same time that I can listen to my own body. It's right. just another piece of information to put on the table for me to make a decision. Yeah. That's been bringing me joy. And honestly, um, I teach the Bible a lot, right? I teach you know, spirituality, metaphysics, and especially coming from the Bible, but I haven't been reading it for myself a lot lately as far as getting something for myself. And then so the last couple of days, I've been in the scriptures again, reading through Matthew, and it's been bringing me a lot of joy. So it's been good to get back into it for myself versus for others. I love that. I have, a, um, I have the Bible that I had in high school. I went to a Catholic high school. And um, my grandfather bought me a Bible because we had to take theology, you know, in school. And um, every now I, ha I still have it. And I like I was obnoxious and like I got stickers in it and all kinds of yeah. stuff in there. <laughs> and um, and so a lot of times, so I'll go back and I'll like look at something that I highlighted or it, even back then that has has yeah. so much meaning to me now. And yeah. so I love that finding the joy and yeah. going back and kind of revisiting things for yourself, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's strange to uh, find like some of the notes and stuff that I had from when I first got born again, like in 2000, um, you know, my, just the, the innocence of it, mm. you know, of like Bible notes and caught my own commentary and it's like finding these little books, like, wow, this is, this means something to me, you know, and it's totally, and obviously, you know, it doesn't mean the same thing anymore, you know, as far as the scriptures right. and the meaning and there's a new depths, but going back to, the place of innocence reading it is beautiful. But the other breakthrough moment that really solidified my power of creation and my belief in um, God in the world was when my daughter was born. <laughs> um, It's just the greatest production I've ever been involved in, making that kid. <laughs> we feel like we can do a lot of different things in our life, but gosh, the the birth of our children, that's... um. Oh. 
Yeah, I mean, there's nothing, I, you know, I could win an Academy Award. I could star with Anthony Hopkins, which is my dream. Um, <laughs> you know, I'd give it all up. Yeah. That moment where I got my kids. Yeah. the show on a light note today uh let's say let's say the whole time you're we talking about food the difference between like basic training and and raising a kid and not like I could just keep remembering in my head what it must have been like in your mind when we were at Olive Garden that time oh. <laughs> with Clay eating the breadsticks <laughs> my son had the breadsticks and was like a yeah. little squirrel little gerbil going on with that. That's what I was trying so hard not to laugh because that's what I kept seeing in my head. Uh. <laughs> what's a what's a fun fun memory that you have of like um I don't know good food that we ate growing uh. up or a, a memory that from when Grammy used to have her Christmas parties. Uh, what's a good memory you have? Well the whole thing. I mean it was always kind of like like magical growing up, you know, like you ate this really good meal and there's shrimp cocktail and mm -hmm. uh, your mom would make those uh, caramel pecan turtles. The turtles, yeah. And the first time I tried those as an adult, I set the oven on fire. Oh, oh really? Oh, man. <laughs> I can do them. But I, I can do them now, but let me tell you, that was, oh. a, that was a fun time. Man, or granny's uh, calla lilies mm, that would make. Yeah. I've never found anyone else that makes those. I don't think anybody can make anything how she, she did. That is true. But, um, or even going over to Granny's and she always had something cooking and she always gave us like, you know, she had cookies stashed or, and she'd give us the, did she ever give you like the little bag of change? Like she'd mm -hmm. split it up between all the great grandkids. Yep. And so there'd be like 50 cents worth of like nickels and she'd be like, here, go get something. And <laughs> if, do you have anybody in the actor or producer space that inspires you that if you could sit down with someone and just pick, soak them in and the things that they've done or been through, who would, who would you sit down oh, with? I would love to sit down with Meryl's trip. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how was your tea? Let's have some tea. Okay. Like, we're tagging Meryl Streep. So Meryl. Hey. <laughs> Let's put out there in the universe, who knows? <laughs> I just admire her simplicity and she always brings her into mm. any character. Yes. It's, it's, it's her. Uh, she puts herself 
she tapped and she allows herself to to go in that journey and and she's humble she she loves what she do clearly we can tell she loves what she do mm. and um and i would love to pick her brain for sure <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome that would be if you if you do get to do that tell her i said hi yes. <laughs> awesome. he helps them to align with their passion and create a business they love and he has an incredible story i can't wait for him to share it with me with us everyone please welcome my friend joe nicasio to the show or as i like to call him gangsta joe <laughs> thanks gangsta jess <laughs> And I clicked a button one day, just a little button on Facebook when the groups came out and uh, I made a group and I made a graphic in the group, which I'm telling you, it had a giraffe, a clock, some white space, some <laughs> weird funky, I, I think I deleted the picture. But anyway, so I invited all these people and somehow I knew Greg like for a, a, a second. And he said to me, Pip, what are you doing? And I said, ah, creating a group. I'm just trying it, you know? And he's like, and he tried to be very nice. He was very nice. He said, so can I create your graphics for you? <laughs> and I said, yeah, okay, well then you get half the group. And here we are today. Well, I mean, really, that's all. I wonder sometimes, like sometimes I'll see some, I've done, I've done it once and I, and I questioned if that, if it was rude for me to do that because their graphic was horrid and I, and I'm not even a graphics person, but I recognize it was hard. And I was like, can I just, can, I would love to do your graphic for you if you would let me do that. And, and I, and then I was like, ah, oh, does that mean that I was saying that theirs was horrible? Like, it's okay when things suck and it's okay when people don't know that their stuff stinks. Some of my stuff probably still stinks. Um, we all know clip art is bad, but this was like, she found the worst of the worst clip art somehow. When we met, and I'm using my air quotes for those of you that are listening on podcast right now, um, you were on Chris Burns' show, and Chris is a friend of, of the Breakthrough Show as well, and I just immediately was like, I want to be her friend, because she's so calming. <laughs> oh, oh, that's good to hear. I, I need to know that so that I can calm down. <laughs> Isn't that funny how we can be, we can be a source of calm and peace to other people, but sometimes we have trouble with that ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's my great learning in this life, you know, having, I, I calm down and other people calm so that it calms me, you know, it's, it's this round, round connection, this circle. Absolutely. But we're back now with our guest, uh, returning guest, Katerina Stomska. Kat, I'm so excited to have you back here, as I said in the beginning. And um, you have a big announcement for us today. Will you share with us what you have going on in your life? Yes. I'm very happy to say that I am going to be publishing my very first book. My very first book. It's a poetry book and it will be you know, it will be live very, very soon. It's not until on reflection, we're like, oh, I needed that. Um, do you find that, that, you, that some of the joy that you're experiencing now is on that reflection of the things that you've gone through? Yes, absolutely. It's, I mean, even just last week, I seem to be attracting trauma, <laughs> that, you know, bringing it up, digging it up. And having these moments of freak out and breakdown um, that have brought me to literally uh, wishing for death uh, recently, not trying to kill myself, that happened before, but that's also part of it. 
Right. Um, and, you know, wondering, you know, feeling lied, betrayed to like this. Um, I feel like the more spiritual you are, the more you encounter these moments of feeling left out and suddenly having the universe turn its back on you. Mm. And these moments are excruciating. And, and they're not, even if, even when I know what's going on, you know, it's like a little bit of me, you know, hangs on that, the, the, the mentor, the teacher kind of knows, but like 98% of me is losing my mind. Mm. Because uh, we're human. Who, yeah. who, I mean, hello. <laughs> it's so funny yeah. how many times to me you hear about, oh, we're, we're spiritual beings and we're not, yes, but we're also chose this life for a reason. <sighs> Yeah. We're, we're supposed to have human things go and human emotions and experiences and all of that. And so like, yeah, I think there's always, especially those of us that are coaches or teachers or healers or whatever, we, there's always that little part that's like, now listen, you know better than that. <laughs> I'm so excited that you're here because um, I love talking to you. I just love you, period. We're done. I know. Hey, oh, right. That's it. It's just love affairs. Love, love, love. That's it. That is it. Uh, (laughs) Yes, we're done. Hang up now. Um, So Scott, tell us something that's bringing you joy today. So there's one thing that always brings me joy and it's bringing me joy today as much as every other day. And that is disco. (laughs) Last night before I went to bed and this morning when I woke up, I was listening to some serious disco. That beat, (laughs) those divas screaming, (laughs) that dated sound. If you don't like disco, I'm here to tell you, you don't like life. You need to have fun. You need to listen to disco. Donna Summer, more important than Elvis Presley. And if you think I'm joking, turn her on today. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I mean, if you don't like disco, somewhere a unicorn is crying and we don't want unicorns to cry. (laughs) Every time you turn on a disco beat, an angel gets new wings. (laughs) They had to wait for a room to clear up and right. you know clean up so i was in icu and what the the diagnosis was was swine flu virus and pneumonia i had the h1n1 swine flu virus wow and i almost died i was told much later <laughs> that it was life-threatening and the doctor in the er had told me we may have to put you on a ventilator i said what does that mean well we'd stick a tube down your throat and the machine would breathe for you she didn't say life support thank goodness i would have freaked <laughs> I mean, you hear the words life support, that means something completely different, you know, but I said, I don't want to go on a ventilator. Well, you might have to. In fact, the nurse who told me that I almost died said we voted on whether to put you on a ventilator or not. And we decided to give you one more day to see if you showed any improvement. And I did. Wow. So I never had to go on the, on the ventilator. In fact, the nurse later told me you are our miracle patient. I said, why is that? We've got a number of people in here with swine flu. You are the only one that did not have to go on a ventilator. I'm like, wow, that's crazy. But as I was laying in the hospital, I started thinking about reading the transcripts to two of my radio show episodes that I had done. And interestingly enough, both of them were interviews with people, with guys who had been in the hospital for life-threatening situations. One was in a car accident and one was in his third bout with leukemia. They were both told they might not live and or might not ever walk again. And they both rejected that idea and focused on what they were going to do to impact the world once they were out of the hospital. So I thought, okay, God, I don't know why you had me read only those two transcripts of the show. 
but clearly there was a reason why. So, so uh, a parenting thing that I've always done since they were babies is I never raise my voice with them mm. unless it's because of the three R's. One being respect, one being responsible, and one being real. So if they bypass any of these three R's are one of the reasons when I would actually do something more elaborate than other things. Mm-hmm. I just feel like you, you need to reserve um, times to really tell kids, you know, where to smarten up, you know, those are the three areas I really, and they've always known that. So the only reason why they've ever written, I will never do this again, you know, <laughs> things like that, or get them taken away. Cause they know, they know it's those three hours. And even mm-hmm. to today, and it actually lasts a lot longer in their mind. So mm-hmm. tell your partner, I love you. Get out of my room for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I am going to love you more if you get out of my face, you know? So, <laughs> I don't know. I'm a realist in that way. <laughs> See, and I'm already, I'm such a, I'm such a head thinker in my head right now. I'm thinking to myself, I usually, when I go edit, I pull little clips out that I'm going to post on social media. And I think that one's going to be it. <laughs> I buy it. I will love you more if you get out of my face. <laughs> I mean, that's what you're talking. It's balance. Yeah. Man, our we should, our whole our whole thing has been about balance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I had no idea. <laughs> See, this is what happens when you get people together that wing it. It's magical. It's magical. <laughs> we are magic. We're magic. You guys are welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. We're gonna hashtag that down the bottom for you guys when I go to edit this for for real. Hashtag. You guys welcome. are welcome. <laughs> <laughs> We've had a lot of really strong uh, men on this season, which is really exciting. It's new for us here. Cool. It's great that I can contribute. And I'm sure whatever you heard from Shoshana is not the truth. And I'll just clarify everything. No, it's it, it, it's all the truth. It's just her perspective on That's things, right. which makes total sense. So we'll hear some different sides, perhaps. I love it. I love it. It'll be a new thing for us here. So I'm excited to jump in. These topics are something that are, are, are needed and are, and are, you know, front of mind for many of us right now. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, you know, I feel like there's certain issues that you can say over and over again, and it's never going to get old. It's always going to be something we need. And so I love what I do and being able to kind of just combine my passion with helping people. It's just like, I have my, I feel like I'm just so lucky to be able to have the job that I do right now. Yeah. I know you were talking about, you know, just doubling the number. So five to 10, 10 to 20 kind of thing. But I think a lot of people have this expectation based on what they see on social media, that it's going to go from five to 500 and 500 to 5 million. And that viral is a normal, a normal thing that happens other than the viral that we've been dealing with. That's a globe. Yeah, viral, viral online. Going viral being a figurative <laughs> metaphor again. Um, it's like now everyone knows what happens when you double a penny in, in 30 days. Um, so, yes, I think so. I mean, I, I sometimes have to caution our members and say, look, you're not a cat on a Roomba. You're, you're not a, a puppy outgrowing its, you know, its doggy bed. And so, you know, as cute as you may be, you're probably not cuter than those, you know, chubby or extra chubby babies. And so you're probably not going to go that viral, especially compared to that. 
And really, do you need to? As long as you are working towards that connection mm. and that kind of, you know, I don't want to, it's not religious. Don't hear me wrong. It's more spiritual, but like right. if there's connection there, then a lot of the times I still consider people herbalists, whether they've ever kept a rosemary alive or not. Thank you for that. You just, you just made my whole day. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm getting there with the plants, but I'm not good with the plants yet. The actual plants. Um, if someone is watching or listening right now and they're in the middle of, of having a really hard time, they're in the middle of a breakdown in their lives mm -hmm. and they can't see they can't see because we know because we've been in the, those moments before that it's very difficult to see. It's a bird's eye view again. Um, if they're in the middle of that, they can't see that the breakthrough is going to happen. They can't see that they're going to get through. What, what would you say to them? Keep going. Mm -hmm. Whatever you're going through, you have to get through it to get to the other side. Mm -hmm. The only way out is through. And the more you avoid it, the longer it will take. The, the truth of the matter is, is that a lot of people hate their jobs. They yeah, hate absolutely. their jobs. Mm -hmm. They're miserable in their nine to five. And then there are crazy people like us who have said, <laughs> screw that and followed our dreams, no matter how crazy they are. And that really got me to thinking, who said you could do this? Who said, who said it was okay for you to, to start a business around mini golf, Carl? Sure. Well, nobody said it was okay for me to do it. I said it was okay. And you know, I made the plans to make that happen. Mm -hmm. I mean, special guest today has started over 80 businesses on his own. Listen, I sit back and I think to myself, I'm overwhelmed with at times thinking of my one business. And so I think of 80 businesses, seven of them he developed into seven figure businesses here to share his inspiring breakthroughs from his wins and losses along the way. Please welcome Tom Matson to the show. Tom, welcome. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're tuning in from. So excited uh, to be here. And uh, what's crazy is since we did our green room prep interview, I've opened five more. <laughs> I was just doing the math. I was like, oh yeah, right, we're up to 87 now. <laughs> um, please welcome our special guest today, Paula Yoles. Paula, welcome to, to our kitchen that we're sort of sharing here. <laughs> Well, thank you, Jessica, for having me and for um, that wonderful introduction. And I'm really excited to be in my kitchen and your kitchen all at the same time. So it's fun. Because I, it just occurred to me, and I want to put this in for the other side of the coin. Mm -hmm. If you see yourself being treated like someone who deserves to lead, mm -hmm. who deserves to be at the front of the room, who deserves success, and who deserves having cool people to hang out with, maybe take a little closer look because they can't all be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Right? Like take some outside proof of the good stuff instead of always looking for the proof of the bad. Mm. And that came, I just really wanted to put that in after oh, no, what you said, because I saw that really clearly just then. Yeah, that's, that's, that's juicy. And that's good because I think we're, we're so hard on ourselves sometimes. And we think I'm not, like you said, I'm not leadership. They must've done this on accident. Did you see some, I think she raised her hand back there. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I, it reminds me of, you know, growing up, we had that so much more with the extended family where we would go to my granny's house and she would cook a huge meal, but that was, that was typical <laughs> Italian family right there. More food than we can eat, you know, the whole thing. Um, it really does bring you joy. I'm not to the grandchildren stage yet, but 
uh, I don't want to think about that. Moving on. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, nothing uh, makes you feel older than watching the kids have kids. So yes. that's what makes me feel old. But, uh, you know, it's all part of the cycle of life, yes. a circle of life. And I'm actually very happy that they both live close by. So we get to see them as well. So uh, it's all good. That's awesome. <laughs> Where social media has made it look like everyone's successful all the time. There's a lot of people I think that are not being truthful about the level of success mm -hmm. that they're having. They try to make it look social media perfect. And yep. we miss a lot of the fact that sometimes we can put our whole selves into something and it might never be profitable. It might never, it just ends up just being a passion project or something like that, you know, or, or it might have come with a ton of struggles. And so we'll see, we'll see these, what I call light switch moments of where mm -hmm. someone was was fat and now they're skinny or they were poor and now they're rich <laughs> or you know whatever it is yep. these light switch success stories and we miss the journey we miss the failures we miss the struggle and all of that going on and so I just appreciate you being honest about like look this this wasn't like I I was an entrepreneur one day and everything was great at the end <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, everything's, not how that works. <laughs> everything's still not great. I mean, it's still ups and downs and sideways. But I think what what's happened is we've been we've been sold the allure of the side hustle. Yeah, you know that's yeah. that's kind of been the big thing of social media, the Instagrams and and all these people that become influencers and money is so easy to come by. You just got to go out there and and just you know take pictures of yourself and do this. <laughs> do this wonderful <laughs> stuff and all of a sudden you're going to be a millionaire. And, yeah. and you also have the, I'll call them the gurus who say, well, you should just work 24 seven. If you work 24 seven, you'll automatically be successful. I'm the mm -hmm. first one to tell you I have worked 24 seven and it did not make me successful. It As we did, we, I loved getting to know you and learning that you were from Connecticut. It's always like such a fun thing to find those synchronicities out about people, right? Oh, absolutely. It's such a, like a huge world, but it's really a small world when you start to connect with people. And I was just on the phone, uh, like just, I don't even know a half hour ago and somebody was taking my, my zip code down and they said, Oh, you're in Connecticut. And I said, yeah. And they were like, yeah, I grew up there. And you know, I don't even know where the person was now. So it is always fun. There are little, you know, like you said, you know, little divine synchronicities that happen and yeah, it's great. Yes, absolutely. I, I was surprised to see how many, how much freak out is going on in the, in the entrepreneur world. Did it surprise you at all? I don't want to get you in trouble if I get too political here. If you're going <laughs> to get a bunch of hate mail. <laughs> I, um, I was surprised by a number of influencers, coaches, entrepreneurs that uh, I thought were very smart mm. that, um, have totally lost their heads this year and are the types driving around in their car with masks on and probably wearing <laughs> them in their house and to bed and everything else. Uh, so <laughs> to be totally honest. So these are the same coaches that uh, pre previous this is, Hey, I'll help you push past your fears. And then they're um, putting on right. a, a friggin' suit from like the movie ET and yeah. like, you know, the friggin' space suit to go get their mail at the end of the driveway, but they're going to help you push past your fears. Oh, Absolutely. I am totally and completely honored that you would have me on your show. And I remember one day I, I was just um, celebrating another friend of mine that was on your show, Haley Halleck. And I was typing in the comments. I'm like, oh, Haley. And as soon as you finish recording, you message me back. You said, so when are you coming on the show? 
I like to do that sometimes because, you know, a lot of times, and, and I think you and I can both relate to this, we're really good cheerleaders and we're really good to show up for other people. Um, but we have so much knowledge and goodness that we can share. So we need to get in front of the camera sometimes and do that, right? You know, strangely, uh, we tend to put a lot of labels in our lives, but you see what I do doesn't define who I am. You see what I do is an extension of who I am. It's just an expression. It's just an extension. So being an author, being a speaker, being an accountant, it's just an extension of who I am. And that's how it should be. So I usually don't actually identify myself using my, the labels of author or speaker, because those are just avenues from which I accomplish my purpose, my mission, you know, my destiny. You know, I identify on three key pillars. One, being champion of creativity. Two, ambassador of wellness. And three, pursuer of excellence. So if I'm an accountant, I'm doing all those three. If I'm a speaker, I'm doing all those three. They're just avenues. And I might take up another label in quotes, um, who knows? Um, so that's why I don't prefer to use labels and mm. qualifications. Um, so th that's how they go together. And I keep picking up different skill sets. You know, you keep evolving. You know, even from a neuroscience perspective, it shows that our brains can continuously change as we get older. Pop pop, um, contrary to popular belief that, you know, if you studied accounting, that's it. You know, this world that we live in requires you to continuously pivot. And that's what I've been doing throughout my life. I am not going to cry. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Oh, my gosh. I have so much um, emotion and gratitude having watched all of that again. Um, I'm sure as I am sitting here uh, watching this all back. Uh, I'm going to be in hysterics with the Kleenex crying and it's going to be amazing. And I hope that it is meaningful and emotional for all of you as well, whether you were on the show this year or whether you've watched and been a fan um, or both. I know we have a lot of people who've been on the show that don't miss an episode every week. And I'm so thankful for that. Um, so moved, so moved by everyone who has given their all to be on the show this season. I thank you so much for being here and for being a part of this space, this movement. And um, I can't wait to see where you all are. I hope to have you all back on for a Where Are They Now episode in the future. And you can share even more with our amazing audience. And, um, and it's been amazing. So I just want to express to you how thankful and grateful I am that you've been a part of the show this season. Um, I love you all so very much. All right, guys, what I want to do now is I want to share with you what we have in store coming up on the breakthrough. Will there be a season five? What is happening between now and then if there's going to be one and what can you expect? So I want to make the official, official announcement that the Breakthrough Show will be coming back for season five on February 5th, 2021. Now that is an extra special uh, weekend for me because my 40th birthday is actually February 4th, 2021. So I'm really excited about um, premiering season five on my 40th birthday weekend. I'm super, super excited about that. And um 
I think it's going to be an amazing time, especially I'm in my new space. I'm in my new office at home and um, we're going to have a whole studio in here. I'm really excited to invite some amazing folks actually into my studio to, to record, to perform and all of that. So I think I'm, I'm, uh, it's, it's next level. It's next level. It's really exciting. And um, I'm going to be welcoming back, of course, some familiar faces next season, which I'm thrilled about. I always love, you know, I've said before that the people that are on the show, once you're on the show, it's never a one and done where I'm concerned. You're always welcome back. It's a family atmosphere, a family experience. And um, I'm, so I'm really excited to welcome back some familiar faces. And we've also got a ton of new place, faces and, and places too, because we have people joining us from new countries every single season, which is really exciting. We have someone on coming on for season five from Iceland, which is brand new um, for anybody coming on the Breakthrough Show. And I'm just super thrilled about that, um, about the growth that's happening. And there's so many amazing things going on for season five, including the Breakthrough Virtual Event, which is going to be a weekend conference. It's going to be amazing. Feature some of your favorite people. So be on the lookout for that. Be sure you're following us at thebreakthroughshow.com, but also on our social media. We are on Facebook at facebook.com slash breakthrough show. We are also on Instagram at the breakthrough show. And so don't miss, don't, make sure you're following us on all the social media so that you know when this amazing conference is gonna take place and be in the know for all of the episodes that are coming out for season five. In addition, you will also see familiar faces back on the page, including Crystal Cockerham for Ask Crystal and Shiraz for Rewriting Reality. Once a month, you see those shows and we may even have another show or two coming your way, but that is all a surprise. So be on the lookout for that. So you may be wondering, well, the, the season's ending today, on um, you know October 30th, 2020, and the new season's not starting until February 5th, 2021. So what in the world is gonna happen between then? We have so much going on. I think I think our Facebook page is actually going to be busier than it was during the season itself. During the off season, you can expect to find something new and amazing and fun every single day on the Breakthrough Show Facebook page. Again, that's facebook.com slash breakthrough show and you're going to be seeing the each episode that happened this season typically had two or more guests and so you're going to see these episodes um, broken up and so each guest will have their own feature that's been on this past season or in each segment. And then also, because the show is about an hour, I've tried very hard throughout the season to keep the show, you know, bite-sized for you and at least as bite-sized as it can be at an hour. And because of that, we've actually had to cut out a lot of footage. And so what you're going to be seeing in the off season is, for example, 
You might've seen a guest on the show who talked for about a half an hour, but maybe we recorded for an hour. You're going to see that guest in its entirety, the uncut episode during the off season, every single day. You're going to be seeing replays of Ask Crystal. You're going to be seeing um, new episodes of the Project Joy podcast and Rewriting Reality with Shiraz. And you're also going to be seeing some very special events. We have, as I've mentioned before, opportunity for peace coming up on November 2nd. You can find more information on our Facebook page as well. And we also have the My Illuminate Your Gratitude experience beginning November 1st. And we are also going to be having in a very, very special event with past guest and singer, Kevin Kylie, he's going to be joining us for a very special um, announcement and performance of a holiday song that's going to be coming out later on this year. So all of that and so much more, there's going to be special lives happening, but there is something every single day on the off season of the Breakthrough Show on the Breakthrough Show Facebook page. So again, be sure you check that out at facebook.com slash breakthrough show. If you've enjoyed this show today, please take a moment to rate, subscribe, comment, and share where available. So much gratitude to all of you who tune in every single week to watch a new episode. And until next season, guys, make sure to make every day a great day for a breakthrough. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Breakthrough. Please visit our website at www.thebreakthroughshow.com. And be sure to join our After the Breakthrough community powered by Patreon. We look forward to seeing you next week. Same time, same place for another inspiring episode.